This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. What is the province planning to do to make our nursing homes safer? After the string of murders perpetrated by killer nurse Elizabeth Wetlofer, the province launched an inquiry headed by Justice Eileen Galise, which in turn came out with a long list of recommendations. Minister of Long-Term Care Dr. Marilee Fullerton announced that the province is acting on the inquiry's key recommendations. She joins me now to drill down on what that actually means. Dr. Fullerton, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. So uh, which of these recommendations do you consider key that uh, you are acting on? Well, first, just let me uh, express my thanks to Justice Gleese for her report uh, that, that we really took to heart. And uh, for everyone affected by the wet lover, um, tragedy. My heart goes out uh, to all of them. And so we started to work very diligently as soon as we had the recommendations. And we've completed 18 and uh, another 40 are underway. So we're making good progress and, and safety and well-being of the residents of our long-term care homes are a priority. And uh, so the medication management was one area and staffing was, was the other that we really focused on with, uh, with our 12 recommendations coming from the Ministry of Long-Term Care that we've completed. Well, I, I really want to talk about staffing. You've announced that you will conduct a study to determine adequate levels of staffing, but really, do we really need a study? There have been all kinds of studies and expert recommendations, most of them recommending that there should be enough personal personal support workers, personal care workers, to give each resident four hours every day. And uh, in a lot of places, there there is nowhere near that. And in the meantime, there's a shortage. So, uh, you know, why is there another study? Well, certainly, our government has dedicated uh, an entire ministry to the long-term care sector, and it indicates that it's really looking at this long-term care issues, whether it's staffing or medication or other issues, as are a priority for this government. And so we heard very early on with our consultations about the shortage of PSWs. And I'm, I'm coming from a background in medicine, so I've known this for years. It, it was building for a very long time, but now we're in a position to, to make long-term care a priority. And so we're acting on the recommendations to have the expert advisory panel um, be able to understand the right skills mix and the right model that we need going forward, not only for our current needs, and, and I acknowledge the serious shortage of PSWs, and, and we've heard that, uh, and we take that to heart as well. So not only for the current issue, but long-term. Uh, and we have to understand how our population ages, what, what they will need as we go forward. And so if we understand the PSW problems, and there are several, how we address those issues is is involves around not only teamwork, but looking at the best evidence and the, the programs that are working well to not only recruit PSWs and retain PSWs in various parts of Ontario with some of the long-term care homes that are doing well in that regard, 
and understanding what they're doing well and how that can be shared and how we share those best practices. So for some, it's, it's understanding that there's a career ladder involved. For others, it's the ability to, to as I said, to work in a team. And for others, it's, it's the ability to be involved in, in some research because we even look at our seniors and understand that we need more research in terms of their well-being and how we can provide the right skills mix um, and strategies for Do you really? going I mean, forward. Don't we, already, don't we already know this thing, these, these things? I mean, isn't this just delaying implementation? Well, we, if we want the right solutions and the necessary solutions, then we need to understand the problem. And that's why we've put together a very, um, very experienced panel, an expert advisory panel, uh, and that's got a fairly open uh, mandate. And, and it will be consulting with our stakeholders, our care professional organizations, and really reaching out to make sure that we've done the proper consultation and collaboration to understand this problem fully. If we look back on the last 15 years, uh, really, the neglect of the long-term care sector um, is evident, and, and in my mind, it's appalling. As a frontline uh, family physician, I recognize that, and as a, as a family member of people affected by, uh, by the shortage, I recognize it. And so uh, I understand what it is uh, for families and caregivers and, and, and people waiting, our loved ones waiting for long-term care. So, yes, I, I'm coming from a background in medicine, so, you know, I kind of hear the word study and I go, Oh, well, you know, another study. But in this case, absolutely necessary to understand the problem. And we've got experts, highly respected experts involved to, to come up with a, a good plan. And that's what our government is doing. We are acting to put long-term care as a priority. The first time that this has ever been uh, made a priority by any government, uh, a dedicated ministry that is wanting to understand the issues from stakeholders and representative organizations, and that's why I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to uh, talk about the expert advisory okay. panel that will help, help inform a comprehensive staffing strategy. We're dealing with an aging population, complex residents, uh, and a growing population as well. So there's, there's many things to be considered. Uh, one of the things they recommended are more uh, registered nurses on site at long-term care. Uh, it is said that that will require some money. There should be money made available for that. And they also uh, took the nurses' union to task a little bit, saying, you know, they have to stay on, on top of it because, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Wetlaufer, she was a nurse in good standing despite all kinds of previous problems. That well, and, you know, and that's why, her. you know, when we talked about the... Um the announcement on February 13th uh, about uh, the directive, the minister's directive on the medication management regarding glucagon uh, for insulin-related incidents. And so it's very important that we, we understand that and take to heart the recommendations made by Justice Scalise. So there is a, a shortage of PSWs, and that is something that we are going to have to work ministry-wide, government-wide uh, on this approach. It will involve other ministers, other, other parts of government, to be able to um, produce and retain and recruit our PSWs, but also speaking about the, the RNs, we, we do seem to have sufficient RPNs from some of the studies that I've been reading. Now, the RN aspect is, is more of an issue, so that we, we've been addressing that through some of the uh, college and university programs most recently uh, and announcing uh, colleges being able to have um, the nursing programs uh, more widely. So there are approaches that need to be taken. This will be a government-wide 
approach to dealing with a staffing strategy, and it will take um, a, a good understanding of these issues to create the right solutions now and going into the future. So PSWs are valued members of our human resource workforce, um, and for 15 years, the previous government did not address this growing uh, shortage. And so our government is making long-term care a priority. We are addressing the staffing shortage and, and really engaging our sector, collaborating with our sector to understand their concerns and their issues, and act, acting. And I think that's a really important part of this. Is there any deadline for this? Yes. These will be implemented by the end of 2020, the staffing strategy. But it, it will be a comprehensive staffing uh, plan. And so we're taking action. Right. Okay, but with issues that have been have part been of the issues and neglected for many years. If if I may, part of the issue is that these PSWs are underpaid, and they have very difficult working conditions. Uh, so again, without more money, how is that going to be resolved? Well, the expert uh, advisory panel has has gotten is basically open ended. It will uh, inform a staffing strategy through its consultations with representative organizations, including care professional organizations. And so we, uh, we're looking forward to hearing what they, they bring back. Um, but it will be a comprehensive, broad sector consultation. Okay. Dr. Marilee Fulton, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I look forward to an update on this. Thank you so much. I appreciate your interest. Okay. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.